Good morning. Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. Please help yourself to coffee and donuts. As always, a big thank you to our anonymous sponsor, Lezeich Nishmas Alter Shlomo Ben Pinchas. We remain very, very grateful. Also, a reminder, this Motzei Shabbos, 8.30 here, Rabbi Pesach Kron, the great Magid. It will inspire us all, 8.30, Malava Malka here, this Motzei Shabbos. Also, Sunday at 4 p.m., we're celebrating our brand new, newly renovated men's and, mik- and women's mikvos. We're in the 22nd chapter, Mesil Sashon, the Ramchal has been helping inspire us chart our course to a better version of ourselves through mindfulness and alacrity and zeal, purging our negative qualities and pursuing and making resolutions to achieve our most positive ones, really finally transforming ourselves into better versions of ourselves. And here in Perak Chav Beis, the Ramchal has been describing the Midah of Anava, the quality of humility. Humility is not thinking less of ourselves, it's thinking of ourselves less. It's not denying what we're good at, our talents and skills and strengths. It's recognizing they are on loan from Hashem. They're never part of our permanent collection. We should never grow arrogant because we have them. And then the Ramchal has given us several examples. Wisdom, smart. You're born with a great IQ. You have an incredible, impeccable memory. You're going to swell with pride? You're going to be arrogant? That's not anything you did or you achieved. That's nothing that you should be prideful for. That's a gift you were given. You are graciously given that by Hashem. Person is intelligent by nature, who naturally knows more than others. If you look and you think, you'll see. What are you going to grow arrogant? You know, sometimes you see people, the Rav Dan Segel, the Mashkiach, and his commentary here on the Mesil Shem writes. Sometimes people grow arrogant. They're driving a nice car. They're wearing nice clothing. You're arrogant because you, you, you bought it with money. You didn't design it. You didn't weave it. You didn't make it. You didn't manufacture it. You're going to grow arrogant because of that? person is a Baal who knows more than others. If you were given a great IQ, if you were given a great memory, if you were given great analytic ability or wisdom, you're going to be arrogant? What did you do to achieve that? That's your job. Those are the tools that you were given. That's who you are. If a bird flies, is the bird going to walk around and say, look at me, I have lift, I fly. Yeah, that's your job. You have wings. That's how you're supposed to get around. That's what you do. You fly. You fly. And when the ox is able to pull or drag something heavy, is the ox going to like flex like you just scored a touchdown or sacked the quarterback? That's your job. There's a fundamental difference between baseball and football. I don't like it that it started to seep into baseball. I'm a traditionalist. I'm a purist. Baseball, you don't celebrate. You hit a home run, put your head down, you run around the bases. Yeah, that's your job. That's why you get paid like a billion dollars a game, an inning. Because your job is to take all those steroids and hit the ball out of the park. That's your job. That's your job. In football, a guy who's done nothing the entire season, sacks the quarterback once, he dances the kazatska like he just solved uh, cancer, he just a uh, world peace. That's your job. Just calm, cool, and collect. Look away. Look down. That's your job. And basically, just run around the bases. You made a diving catch, you get up, you throw the ball back to the infield, and you, you take your position. That's your job. So the, oh, the, the bird is supposed to fly, and the ox is supposed to be strong, the ox is going to, every time it is going to flex, every time it pulls, uh, it pulls the, the plow, that's its job. So you're brilliant, you have a brilliant IQ, you have a brilliant memory. You got a full head of hair. 
Don't make the rest of us feel bad. But you got a full head. Of, you're going to walk around and flex all day. Look at, my, look at my mane. Look at my full head. Of, what did you do to achieve that full head of hair? Either you spent money on plugs you shouldn't be showing off, or you were born and gifted a full head of hair. What did you do to achieve that? You did nothing special. Someone else had the full head of hair, you would have done nothing special, they'd have it too. Someone else is brilliant, had an incredible memory or intellect, they would be just as smart as you. You've done nothing special. Says the Ramchal, you're going to flex? You're going to swell with pride? You're going to show off? You're going to feel superior to others? What did you do? The fact that you were born with a superior IQ or intellect, that you have a great memory, that doesn't, in fact, that shouldn't give you pride. What it gives you is responsibility. What it gives you is a sense of obligation and duty. What are you going to use it for? What are you going to achieve? How are you going to better the world? How are you going to share it? How are you going to improve others? If you learned a lot of ta- Torah, what are you going to flex? You learned a lot of Torah, you're going to be filled with pride? Yeah, that's your job. You were given a brain. You were given the zitzfleisch to sit and learn. You were given the memory to remember. You were given the hasmada to to review. That's your job. So you're going to swell with pride. You're going to show off. You're going to feel superior because you learned. Some say repunctuate. Learn the Mishnah differently. This tova, this good that you've learned a lot of Torah, don't keep a la'atzmacha. Share it with others. It doesn't mean don't be prideful because you learned a lot of Torah, that's your job. It means if you learned a lot of Torah, the purpose of your learning Torah is to teach, to share, to demonstrate, to model. That's why you were created. Learn so you could do, learn so you could live, learn so that you could share. If you've been gifted and granted wealth, you're going to be proud? I have to tell you, I see, I deal with a lot of people as a rabbi, as a rav. And you see two people. They have the same IQ. They have the same background. They have the same educational opportunities. Much of them overlaps. Much is similar. They've made the same effort. They take the same initiative. One breaks out. Everything he turns touches the gold. Baruch Hashem has tremendous success. The other, despite having the same intelligence and the same education and taking the same initiative and having the same work ethic and the same initiative and the same effort comes up short, is struggling, struggling to break out. Why? What's the difference between them? For whatever reason, Kodesh Baruch Hu decided a difference. I don't know why. Some have mazel, some have less mazel. Kodesh Baruch Hu decides who gets what. So the one who has shouldn't look at the one who didn't break out and feel proud, going to feel superior, going to feel arrogant, going to feel better. You won the lottery. You were lucky. Yes, you made effort. Yes, you took initiative. You should be proud of the effort and the initiative. It's the famous Ran, the Drosh Zaran. He says, how could we say, a person shouldn't say, it wasn't my strength, it wasn't my intellect, it wasn't my initiative that brought this result. One does the Ran. But you didn't sit home on the couch. You weren't lazy and did nothing. If you're an usher, it's because you worked hard. Maybe you worked hard in school. Maybe you worked hard at your job. Maybe you had ambition and drive. Why couldn't you be proud? So the Ran says, note the Pasuk. It doesn't say you're not allowed to recognize your effort. It says, well, you have to realize, The Koach, you realized that potential. You made the effort and did the work. But who gave you the talent and skill? Who gave you the energy and wisdom? 
Who gave you the ability to take the initiative? Who wants to sing So what we do with the koach, that we can be proud of. But we should recognize that our talents, our skills, our gifts, they're always on loan. They're never part of our permanent collection. They could disappear at any moment. Whatever gifts we've been given that we're trying to utilize, they could disappear at any moment. They're never ours. We never own them. They are on loan. They're never part of our permanent collection. So if you're an usher, be grateful, be happy. So many others have the same background, the same education, the same intellect, the same initiative. You are lucky. You became an usher. Are you going to be proud, prideful? Don't be proud. Don't feel better. Be grateful. Be happy with what you have and now use it to improve and to help others. If you're strong, if you're mighty, if you're in a position of strength, use that to help the weaker. Use that to help the vulnerable. Use that to help others. The housekeeper is going to like show off and flex with the broom and the mop. Look at me, I'm in charge of the house. And I cl- That's your job. Everybody's been given a job. That's your job. Financial advisor should flex. I got the password, the account. I determine the investments. Look, at- it's not your money. That's your job. So similarly with us, whatever we are the steward of, whatever the, we are the advisor for, whatever we've been gifted and granted to try to use for the betterment of the world, that's on loan from Hashem. There's no reason to ever be filled with pride. There's no reason to ever feel superior or arrogant to another. So anava, humility, is not to deny what we have. It's not to deny who we are. It's not to deny the talents and skills we've been given. It's to feel a sense of duty and obligation, a sense of responsibility with them, never to feel arrogant from them. Have a fantastic day. We continue with Living with Amuna 845. Tonight we're going behind the Bima with the great A.B. Rottenberg. Sorry, I just realized we went overtime.